Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the omnipresent oracle himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. www.worldtrumpetfederation.com is one-stop shopping for information, inspiration, and clarification of everything you need to know about the trumpet. And not just what we have posted... You can always reach out to us. That's right. Send us an email. You hear something crazy on the internet? Think WTF. Send us an email. Read something you're just not sure about? WTF. See something online that makes you shake your head? WTF. The World Trumpet Federation. Listening to the open bell is also helpful. I mean, I'm just saying we're here for you week in and week out to be sure that you have access to the truth about trumpet. Just think WTF and head on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com. And while you're there, drop us a line. We will reply. And by Dylan Music. Having Dylan Music as our sponsor makes us feel, well, kind of like a big deal. I mean, Steve and his team have been around since 1992, helping teachers, performers, and students of music find better equipment, have access to better stuff, and to have more meaningful musical lives. Plan your trip to Woodbridge, New Jersey, check out the incredible inventory, and find your next new favorite horn. Perry, the chef, Sutton, and breathing Jim McCombs will make believers out of you and show you why Dylan Music deserves your business. And if you can't make it there in person, no worries. Just pick up the phone and dial 732-634-3399 to be in touch with the most knowledgeable staff in the business. And because you're smart, savvy, and listen to The Open Bell, you can now get 5% off all your accessories by using the promo code BELL5. How cool. 5% off your order just because you listen to The Open Bell. See what I mean? We're kind of a big deal. Dylan Music, helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to ogle, ornament, and obfuscate information that we believe is outstanding for omnivorous trumpet owners. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saber, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. And Dan is such a friend that he has provided all of us with a promo code. Promo code! You get 15% off your order. So go to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL to get a 15% discount. And now a man who has no friends and <laughs> likes it. Ouch! Wow! was planned. It's been planned. Winter, winter isn't coming. Winter is here. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, he loves that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So speaking of cold, I um, I get all the best gigs, of course. And so one of the gigs with the breast band every year <laughs> wow. is the is the gig that Bill conducted last year. Oh, yeah. yes. That was, was great fun. Cape May tree lighting. Yeah. Um, It was cold this year. How cold it was, was it? I don't know. In, in the in the twenties, I think. Come on. No, it was, it was, yeah. you had to do it. You had to you do add, it. Um, yeah, it was brutal. So I'm curious about what you guys do when you have to play. I actually played a gig in New Brunswick with um, with John Barnes. We played mm. outside in the middle of winter. There was like two feet of snow on the ground for three hours. Barnes. For not very much money. Duets, urban duets. <laughs> You should, you should ask him about it. Oh, that's a great game. We are. Wow. Great game. On repeat. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. We did the whole book several times. Um, anyway, so uh, this is another one of those great gigs, like outside with the band freezing. Mm. Um, and I didn't have to do a stand-up solo this time. Um, the Sino played the euphonium solo, and the new right. tenor horn player, Will, he played the great solo. He sounded amazing. And, um, but so what do you guys do? Do you guys use special equipment when you're playing outside? What do you do about your mouthpiece when you're in the cold? Do you guys have techniques you use or you just put it up there and just go? Well, I I will say growing up in Texas, I never had this issue. So as a kid, it was, you know, when it got cold, it would be, you know, 50 and it'd be like maybe in the forties. And and that's when I started getting comfortable. So that was never really an issue (laughs) thing for you. Uh, I, there, I mean, if I were doing that now, boy, the the uh, the synthetic rims that exist, uh, you know, like I know Peter makes them, the picket mouthpieces that have those right. rims. There are people that choose to play those all of the time. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're comfortable mm-hmm. and feel great, and they're not temperature sensitive. So I would absolutely have one of those. 
So I, I got to buy one of those him him his version in a cornet mouthpiece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's make them in different idea. colors too. Um, yeah. And I would also make sure I had gloves. I did use boy. gloves. Yeah. Paige, the bumper up, did not use gloves. She was fine. She played great. Yeah. She yeah. was nails as always. Bonnie, uh, my former student who studied with JC at Westchester, is now playing was is playing this series of concerts in the front row, third man down. She she had on layers upon layers and was literally shaking the entire time, <laughs> except when she was playing. <laughs> yeah, well, she was freezing. No gloves. And have oil in your pocket. Oh, mm. so it could warm up the valves if they get stuck. If they if they happen to freeze and stuff, mm-hmm. just keep things lubricated. So yeah, yeah, I would use a synthetic rim. I'd have gloves and I have oil in my pocket. That's what go. I would be doing. Yeah, I've not had to deal with it much recently because I just don't. My chops felt great at those cold gigs, <laughs> but I will say this, like I grew up in this, like mm-hmm, up in yes. Western PA, like it, it would start to get cold, like in September, you know? <laughs> um, and so, but I hate it. I don't function well that way, but I, at the time didn't have like the, you know, the nylon rims or any of those kind of stuff to use. Um, my hands get cold, but that's not really the issue. It's just that my chops don't want to operate. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think if I had to do it repeatedly, I would do what Joey just said about the mouthpiece. Right. Definitely yeah. do that. Um, I know working with the marching band kids here in Mechanicsburg because it gets cold at the end of the season. There were times sure. when we were up at, you know, going up to MetLife Stadium and using like, uh, like tarps, you know, with heaters under them to try to keep things going. We were doing a, a show one time, a preview show for the parents. And in this show, all the baritone players switched to trombone, which were on the stand on the stands on the sidelines. Yes. So we're getting oh, ready to do no. this thing. Oh yeah, they pick them up and nothing moves. Right, <laughs> locked up. Yeah. So my solution was really quickly. We took them over to this tent where uh, where they had a heater for the kids to warm up in between things. And I'm like, great. All the slides come off. You wipe all the oil off of the slide, so there's literally nothing on there to freeze, mm-hmm. and then they would function. Right. It wasn't right. ideal, but at least they would move, and we left them that way through the weekend. Um, you know, wow. kerosene also, you could just use kerosene because that's not going to seize up. Right. It's going to yeah. work. Not great to inhale it, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no fun. I hate playing in the cold. I absolutely hate it. Always have. Yeah, I... I, I actually like it when it's cold i've been like i remember the first time i i sold it with the iu marching band was might have been late october early november and they said well we get the field at seven and we'd like to come test it that's gonna be okay i said sure and i showed up and it's like that perfectly sunny clear day and it's like 30 degrees (laughs) right the band director is trying to be very nice to me as he doesn't know me hey is this gonna be okay i said yeah it's fine so we run the chart and i'm like laying out going he's like great so uh you're okay in the cold i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be great but (laughs) if it gets down you know really if it gets snowy or icy and you know below too much below freezing then Mm -hmm. the horn just stops working and there's your problem yeah 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 Yeah, i have had valves freeze before i I had to give the pitch to the band (laughs) how low was it (laughs) oh my god not close (laughs) yeah something something you're doing like historical performance a yes (laughs) yeah right right a 415 that's what it felt like well and this is the crazy thing about the back of the marching band thing you know because as with now with these front ensembles you know with with all the instruments as it gets colder they get sharper the pitch on those goes up and the band pitch drops and it's like why are we even bothering like it's so far out so far out of tune i did have one solo with um with bells oh and i was like that's just not close at all no there's no way you're even gonna get close no No, it's not gonna happen no that's just science yeah that's not that is science that is science that's that's nothing you can do about that wow all right, Joey. What do you have? All right, uh, I'm known by people who know me as a, as a bit of a, a bit of a Grinch because, well, uh, I am. You're a Grinch. <laughs> I, 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 I think I've, a couple of weeks ago said, really? you know, no Christmas music until Thanksgiving's over. Well, yeah. And, it's, yeah. And, and and I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas music to start with in general. <laughs> that being said, so I would like to take exception tonight and tell you if you're going to listen to some Christmas music, as now it is the season. You should be enjoying this because it all ends on Christmas Day. December 26th, that's it. Right no out. No more Christmas music. Wow. We're done at that point. This is a so, small window. 
Yeah. That's a month. You get like a month. That's a big window. So if you want something to listen to, here's what this is my favorite Christmas uh, rendition. You want to find the Airman of Note oh. playing Holly Jolly Christmas. Okay. It's spectacular. Several years wow. ago, I remember seeing Brian. Brian and I were Brian McDonald, lead player there. We were doing something together, and he said, "Hey, ch- here," and he handed me like the it was the middle of the year, it was like September or something, and it's the United States Air Force Christmas. And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't don't you know, don't, waste, I don't like Christmas music." He goes, <laughs> He's "Just like, no, you have to listen, listen, to this. listen to listen to Holly Jolly Christmas, and, and you know, let me know." So I waited till the day after Thanksgiving because you know that's the rule. And uh, <laughs> I, I listened to it, and I called him immediately, just laughing. It's a four-trumpet feature. Everybody sounds great on it. And, it, and, it's, and it's just, it's it's crazy town. I mean, all, they all play melody. They all play solos. They all play behind each other. There's a shout. It's fantastic. So, Airman of Notes, Holly Jolly Christmas. There, there you go. There's the Grinch telling you which Christmas music you should be listening wow. to. I never really knew you were a Grinch. He's getting oh, in the yeah. spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you guys got favorite versions of Big Man? Uh, not Big Man. Favorite versions of Christmas tunes? I do. I, there's only one. Only one. Yeah. Philly. What, Philly. That's the Philly. That's the Philly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the way they go. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Scott Hipton says that Ted Rosenthal. I CD. do love that CD. Totally. That's a great Christmas CD. CD a while back. That but what goes about in what there. about trumpety Christmas stuff? You got any trumpety Christmas? It is a trumpet podcast. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from that actually. Uh, yeah. No. You know, maybe Steer we should clear. do like a Christmas CD. You know, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, that's, that, why haven't we That'll pursued never this somebody before? Should, somebody should have thought of this. Yeah. So, yeah. We should write right, some well, charts. We should. I got dibs. I may have one more coming out. I have put out the last two years. I have put out, you can go to YouTube and you can see me playing, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's the most wonderful time of year, but considering the alternate lyrics written by our own Dr. Uh, William Stoneman, I wrote the most mundiest time of the year yeah. as a six-trumpet yeah. thing. Yes. Uh, and last year I did uh, Do You Hear What I Hear, which has mm-hmm. an awful lot of quotes of as are you might, what you might be hearing. I, so I did that last year. <laughs> I may have another one coming very soon. Just oh, so you know. you're working on one. There this is what is. you're doing over your break. There it is. All right, so Bill, yeah. what do you got for us tonight? Well, an interesting thing happened on Monday. Uh, you know, as, as we're teaching uh, students, we're teaching a lot of things, you know, about the rep and about the music and how to get better and all those kinds of things. So this particular student comes in, and I really think I'm going to withhold the name this time because I'm just going to withhold the name. Okay. Anyway, the student starts playing, and I think it sounds great. It sounds better than it has. Well, if it sounds great, you definitely should not say the name. Don't, don't, no, don't yeah. say the name. <laughs> you don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Right. So I said, uh, I, you know, student played a little bit, and I was like, so uh, what do you think? And she, oh, she, she <laughs> says, um, she says, I thought that was pretty good. And I'm like, <laughs> I did too. Like, um, I think it sounds really great today. So uh, what did you do different? You know, what have you been doing differently? And she said, well, I am. Um, and I go, it's okay to say you didn't practice this week, right? <laughs> it's okay. I really want to get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on. Well, no, I did practice this week, but yesterday I didn't practice. I just didn't because mm-hmm. I had this thing and there was some stuff and this other. I was like, no, 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 don't make excuses. I just want to get, I just want to figure it out, you know? Yeah, well, I always practice on, you know, I mean, the weekends because that's kind of what I do. I mean, this is what I do, you know, and. I just kind of go, 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 go. And normally on Sunday, I practice like all these hours. And then I said, oh, so today you're not tired. Right. <laughs> you're not fatigued. Right. You essentially, you kind of tapered into your lesson, right? You know, so you're not beat up. And so that's why it sounds different, right? She goes, kind of hangs her head and goes, I need a hobby. <laughs> you know, like in other words like i need a distraction from this like i gotta find a yep. way like to find something else to do because in the midst of that i'm like you know well, well like do you hike do you go for walks do your friends do you do any of this whatever you know whatever you do and like i don't do any of that like i don't really know anything and whatever else and, <laughs> and i'm like well we can help figure some of that stuff out but i'm letting you know today that 
what you did leading up to this was cut yourself a little bit of slack. You tapered into your lesson. And it's just good to keep in mind because if tapering works for you, you would taper into a recital or taper. I know Joey doesn't believe in this, but taper into a big rehearsal or something because she was in a great place. Let me be clear. It's not that I don't believe in it. I'm saying that I don't want to have to do that because then if you have four performances in a row, then you're screwed. (laughs) Well, yeah. Right. So it's, I'm not arguing that it can't, that it might not, it might not work. Of course it might work. uh, Right. Yeah. Because the other part of that is the things we've talked about before, uh, what your student's describing is essentially trying to, okay, now I've got more time. So I'll practice more where cramming doesn't work. It actually, if you, if you over, (laughs) if you're thinking I'm going to practice, you know, three hours a day. So I'm going to practice 21 hours this week. And you, and then you don't, you only do one hour a week on Monday through Friday. Well, that doesn't mean you should be doing six hours on Saturday and Sunday. That's just not how practice should right. work on the trumpet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. Oh, no. I, I, well, there's a, I have a sure. couple of thoughts. That's one. The other is this. After a day, or maybe if you take even a real break of like two or three days off, the first day back always works because that's oh, the only yeah. time you're actually fresh. Right. Because as professionals, I'm never fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm always playing too much. <laughs> fresh is almost uncomfortable. Like, right. like this, this is too responsive. This I don't can't think be, this no, is okay. I don't think it's going to work. Missing everything from the pro side. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. As Keith said, you know, I don't really care how it feels and neither should you. Exactly. You know, it's going to feel different every day. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, it was it was a really kind of a, an enlightening moment of going sure. like, yeah, That's I beautiful. think I sound good because I didn't beat the crap out of myself yesterday. Exactly. You know? Right. And so it was a much needed lesson. Yeah. Perhaps stop beating the crap out of yourself. Yeah. A good lesson to take could, away from that. Yeah. If we could go for that, you know. Yeah, good. Absolutely. All right, boys, it's game time. Uh-oh. All right. Yeah. yeah. And it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I think I think we need to hear some. Uh, I think it's time for some two truths and a lie. Okay. All righty. It's always so good. It's always, always makes me so mad. Terrible at it. I'm trying to remember, Joey. What was your bumper? What what bumper did you use to get into this? I'd have to go look it up. I know. Well, I we just these, heard it. I just heard it. this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're just hearing it in reverse. <laughs> we just heard it. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, Brian, you're going to go first. We're going to go, go ra- around the horn, and you're going to do all three. All three? Yeah. All three? All three. All right. Cool. So all three of mine are sports-related. Oh, God. Shocking. All right. Back to my days as a real athlete. All right. So I have been on organized teams in the, all of the following sports. Oh, gosh. Baseball. Okay. Football. Basketball. Soccer. And track and field. Wait, okay. is, that, is that it? You're saying that you That's have been... That's all I'm admitting to. That's but your, is that is the that, entire... Is that the truth? Is that That's one it. of the... Is that one of your statements? No. Is this that, a preface? Just, no, it's not a preface. That's that's, that's, a, that's, that's a statement. That's, 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 so the statement the is you have line. been you have been on organized baseball, sports teams, football, baseball, football, soccer, basketball, track. soccer, and track and field. Yep. No okay. canoeing. You didn't do no canoeing. I was on a team in which you I were had on to a do canoeing. Seven man <laughs> canoe triathlon. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's number one. That's number one. That's number one. All right. So number two. Number two. During my time on the track team. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. I ran the mile, the 220, and the long jump. I did the long jump. In addition, in one of my track meets, in the mile, Mm -hmm. I actually beat a nationally ranked miler. Okay. In what? Okay. Okay. I'll have a question in a minute. Yeah. We okay. got to hear them all first. Then we get to ask okay. questions. All right. All right. Are you ready for the third one? Number three. Okay. Joey with the rules. Yeah, there are rules here. <laughs> it's organized. Come on. All right. 
during my time on the basketball team that I oh played for. See, this is ridiculous. You guys do not know how to play this game. I right. think this. I think he's doing fine. I think I it's won, okay. I once scored twenty six points and hit a half court shot in a game. In a game. In a single game. In a single game. Twenty six points and a half court shot and in a single a game. Shot in a single game. Well, these I don't believe any of these. I have questions. <laughs> these, I have I think questions all, about. I, mean, I think he's playing three lies. <laughs> That's a Isn't different that game. game? <laughs> no, it's a whole different the game, game is not three lies. Oh, That's what he's playing. Two truths and a lie. Yeah. I have questions about number two. Can okay. I? Ask, is it time for questions, Joey? It's time for questions. Right. Go on in. You stated, <laughs> Mr. Appleby Weinberg. Doctor Appleby Weinberg. Doctor. Doctor to you. Sorry. To you. You stated. That you in you did you were on track on the track yep. team. You did the mile, the two twenty, and the long jump. Yep. And you beat a nationally ranked miler. Yep. Did you do all those events at the same meet? Yes. And still beat the miler. Yes. Wow. Do you remember your mile time? Um. Yes. Do you remember your mile time? What yes. was the time in your? Yes, what was your I time did. on the mile? <laughs> My time was, was really uh, fast in in the low sixes. It low was a long six time minute, ago. Low six minute mile. Mm -hmm. And you still beat a nationally ranked miler. Mm -hmm. So no Roger Bannister action going on there. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so uh, why is it called the two twenty? That's before they changed it to the two hundred. The outdoor one was two was two twenty. It's two diminishing 220 goals. Two hundred twenty yards. There we go. Okay, Joey, really? Yeah. <laughs> two twenty. what? Right, because I wanted to know if he knew what he was running. Because <laughs> otherwise, he'd be right <laughs> out. Pretty obvious. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, but uh, he hit. So if he had said two hundred twenty feet, then you would have said, "No, there's the line." <laughs> there it is. He right. ran two hundred twenty feet. Exactly. In six okay. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so why were you shooting from half court at the end of the game was it a buzzer beater did you win or lose it, the game it was a it was a walk-off um, <laughs> <laughs> now you have to beat yourself up that's right um we won we won the game you won the game because yes. of that shot not because of that shot we were winning we you were winning handily by then Okay. You were winning handily, and then you threw up a half-court shot at the buzzer? Well, see, this is you poor could... sportsmanship. I do no. like to kick people when they're down. He does that. Yeah, but that's not he... cool. But at that point, they're playing with the lead, and it doesn't matter, and it's still like almost celebratory. Right, yeah. but then you just But it still went in. You dribbled still it went out. in. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's go back. So we know on question one, we know he played <laughs> baseball. And according mm -hmm. to the other two stories, played basketball and track and field. So now we have to could've... decide, did he play football and soccer? Really? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Wait, were these all varsity sports or were they just across like middle school and high school? Across middle school and high school and college. And college. Yep. They were not all varsity sports. It'd be hard to do soccer and football. Although our kicker did play soccer and football. Hmm. You see, I always make mine much easier than this. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this game wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Now I see what you're saying, Joey. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so at, at low six minutes, beating a nationally ranked miler is the part that I'm hung up on here. Yeah, that's not fast. That's not fast. But it's an odd detail to throw in. For it's not, a weird not to detail be true. to go in. And throwing up, think, half, throwing up a half-court shot in a game is, is when you're winning. No. Well, what's more impressive is that he's – here's what I think. For Brian to score 26 points in a game – No shot. I don't think he ran the court. You know what I'm saying? I think he sort of just hovered in the middle. But no, but he's not a big <laughs> enough guy to hover, to hang out in the middle. Only the big guys get to hang out I don't out think he ran back and forth every time. I think he cheated. You think he's cherry-picking? I was cherry-picking the whole game. He's cherry-picking. I don't think he scored 26 points. Was this a high school game? Not high school. Uh, 26 points game? in a college game and a half-court no, shot? I didn't play college basketball. So it's I was, middle school? It's middle school, yeah. Wait, you can't. You were able to throw a ball no. from half-court okay. in uh, middle what, school? I'm calling, that, I'm calling that one the lie. There's no way. <laughs> no, uh -uh, I'm saying no. Well, 26, just because you're, 26 points in a half-court shot, no. <laughs> just because you're picking that one, I'm picking number two. Fair. 
You know what I mean? Because I think we got yeah. him. We got, got him dialed surrounded. In here. We got yeah. him surrounded. <laughs> He's surrounded. Like like the pitch in the brass band. Exactly. We've got him surrounded. All right, Brian. What is it? So so I have to I have to fess up now. So I did play all of those sports. Yeah, we figured um, that much. Yep. Uh, I I did beat a nationally ranked miler. Dang the, it! In the mile in my first track meet um, in track at junior high school. His name was Matt Matuzak. He was nationally ranked. He didn't have a very good race, but he was like literally on my shoulder, and I just stayed right and stepped in front of him. I couldn't breathe at the end. It was fun. <laughs> my dad was at the meet. And I did do the long jump. I was terrible at the long jump, and I never came close to winning anything in the 220, <laughs> ever. Wow. They just threw us in. Nice. Um, so, so the lie is um, is the 26 points in that half-court shot. Joey got it right. But not because I didn't do both of those things. They were in different games. Oh, and so the half-court shot. Half, See, half court I still shot. claim the victory. Wasn't wasn't uh, was in high school a half court shot, and I did score 22, 26 points in a game. I was um, thirteen for fourteen from the line in that game. Oh come, come on! on. <laughs> yes, thirteen for fourteen free throws. With the free throw line. Three so throws. wait, you had a three point shot? Uh, no. Then how did you get to twenty six? Oh, I just just layups. I just kept but running. That, around no, no, I'm saying 13, 13 for fourteen from the line was get you thirteen points. That means you had to get thirteen from more the, points to get to twenty six. Without a three oh, point shot, you can't do that. So maybe maybe I was fourteen or fifteen or something. This yeah. is how math works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was something crazy from the line. I went to the line. I was at, on the free throw line the whole. You time. don't remember your own stats? No, come on. Hmm. This is a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> wow. But I couldn't play high school ball after tenth grade because everybody grew, and I'm still five nine. Yeah, see, You're that's why waiting. I was saying. Yeah. Are you really five yeah. nine? Are you really that tall? <laughs> he just looks taller next to Scott and Jay. You see, <laughs> I that's feel like what Will Chamberlain next to those guys. <laughs> Although I do remember in rehearsal a few times, I'd look over and you weren't there, and then I'd be like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Joey, uh, you're Joey up. up. All right. Since he did the athletic edition, I actually do have a theme. I'm doing the teacher edition. These are all oh, things oh, that have directly wow. to do with teachers I had growing up. Okay. So we're going to start. We'll go chronologically. And we're going to start right, in okay. elementary school. Go for it. I'm going to take notes. All right. You take notes. So Man. here's number one. When I was in fifth grade, my teacher told me to come to school early the next day so that we could build an electric chair, which we did. So that's story number one. That's all there is to it. You can ask questions later. Wait, okay. We can ask questions later. But in fifth mm-hmm. grade, my teacher said, hey, get him here early tomorrow morning. We're going to build an electric chair. And we did exactly that. So, Okay. Um, I now have questions. Story, that's just Everybody story number has one. Questions. And all of these are 100% true, uh, except for one of them. So, uh, <laughs> That is the point of the game. Right. So uh, now we'll go to middle school. Okay. And, and middle school... Uh, in eighth grade, we are doing a jazz band, went to a jazz band uh, competition. And near the end of the day, they had told us our van was in the wrong place. And our teacher was the only one there. Our band director was the only one there. She had to stay with the people to get the award and, and stay on stage. Handed me the keys and had me go move the van. Eighth grader at the jazz festival. Well, you so, were tall enough. Yeah, you I mean, looked old I, enough. I was six feet tall, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in high school, we'll go to high school. Uh, my high school band director pulled me aside. This is a uh, junior. I make these short, sweet, right down the point. Yeah, you can ask all right, the questions yeah. you want. This right, is impressive. My uh, high school high school band director pulled me aside and I said, "Joey, uh, I'm going to need your help. We're going to be moving this weekend, and uh, I want you just to assemble, just get some of the guys together, come help us out. Maybe the uh, maybe the house on Saturday morning. We're going to move." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, I don't want to be too crazy. Don't want everybody there. You just you could you take care of it. Okay, I'll take care of it. So those are my stories. Please ask any questions that you like. That's the That's third it. one? That's the third one. Because think about this today. If you if you told your elementary students you're going to build an electric chair, you're fired. Two, you hand your keys and say, Go move this car. You're fired. So middle school, you're fired. And, and yeah. in high school, hey, we're going to uh, have some unpaid manual labor this weekend. You're fired. <laughs> These are all fireable offenses by great teachers that I still think about to this day with love and respect. All right. That's, why, grade... that's why I told all these stories. No, these wow. are good. These it are good. It was in Texas. 
So was an electric chair like, <laughs> to, like a mock-up of to kill people, or was it a motorized chair? No, no, an electric chair like to electrocute people uh, oh, with the idea of teaching us about uh, voltage. So that wasn't a trick question, or that wasn't a trick thing, like not a no. chair that moved, a no, no, literally no, 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 no. an electric chair. No, 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 no. We, we were building a chair that was, we're going to put voltage through that you could feel in your body. Right. Yes, that is what that is right. Well, it was in Texas. Exactly. So. Yeah, it was in Texas. Texas totally. is a, I mean, that's the thing. And listen, three tardies, and hey, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. Into know. the chair. They got a fast lane down there. Exactly. <laughs> three people see you do it, and, and you're, you're out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Building an electric chair in fifth grade. Fascinating. Yeah. Number two, you're in middle school at a jazz competition, and she literally hands you the keys and tells you to go move the van. That's correct. I think that could have happened. Were you I actually shaving? think that could have happened. Wait, I have a question. Follow uh -huh. up to that. Were you shaving in middle school by this time? <laughs> I was not shaving. Um, I was I was six feet tall though. Yeah, I don't yeah. doubt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that. Okay. I believe that totally could have happened. All right, and then high school, the band director asked you to assemble a moving team to move them. Mm -hmm. How how many people did you assemble? I got about ten guys from the band. Ten guys. Did you have to move the stuff into the truck, or did you have to? We moved it into the truck from his house, went to the new house, and then un and then unpacked it into his new house. How did you get from house to house? We drove. Because it was high school, they had cars. Well, yeah, you had been yeah, driving yeah. since middle school, clearly. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 wow. Fascinating. All right, Brian, what you, where are you going, Brian? I'm going with the most outrageous, which is that he built an electric chair in fifth grade. I don't know. Again, this was in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Oh going to happen. That's... I, while I am inclined to do that, I think the third one is so mundane that that's the lie. Wow, that's my that's probably a good call. I'm still going with the electric. Yeah, chair. you should go with one because I want to know. All right, so All right you're, Joey, you're going with one. You're going with three. I'm going with three. Yeah. All right, I'll just go in order. So okay. my fifth grade trumpet, my fifth grade teacher, not trumpet teacher, a guy named Charles Cooper, uh, oh. he was a great teacher. He used to set up. He actually to teach us about odds and decimal uh, <laughs> fraction percentage equivalents. Set up a casino in the room. So I had to show up <laughs> early to do that once. As I was sort of a teacher's pet, uh, I liked him. I liked him, and he he liked me an awful lot. So when he told me, "Show up tomorrow morning, we're building an electric chair," I said, "Okay, Mr. Cooper." And I showed up, and <laughs> oh we put a metal God. bar across the top of a table, kind of duct tape it, and, and held it in place with clamps, and then attached wires to a hand crank generator. <laughs> so wow. you could put your hand on one on either end, or what we did in the class was had one person grabbed the bar, and then held hands with people all the way. So the whole class was holding hands, and the last person grabbed the bar on the other side of the chair, and I'm cranking away at the hand crank, and everybody <laughs> in the room could feel that electricity go through oh, your body. Geez. Absolutely true story. Oh wow. That's amazing. And my high school That's band crazy. director pulled me aside and said, Joey, I don't want this to be a circus, because I know if I asked everybody to show up, but you just give me some boys and keep it quiet, and I'll take so care of you. that was for real. That was for real. Oh, Wow. Oh my gosh, Joey won. But I did not. I did not take the keys and move the van. Right? <laughs> no. Had she thrown the keys at me, I would have tried. You totally would have moved the van. You would have moved the van. Sure. But no, I sh we showed up on a Saturday morning at Mr. Brady's house, and uh, you know, there were lots of us, lots of you know, lots of big strong guys. And he said, "I know yeah. if I asked everybody to show up." And he's right; it would have been a circus. There would have been a thousand people there if he just oh. said, "Hey, I'm moving this Saturday." He was very oh, beloved. Oh, sure, would have been yeah, crazy, beloved, right? beloved band director. He was a great, <laughs> a great man and a great band director. So we showed up and packed, you know, put all the stuff in the truck, drove over to his new house, unpacked it, put all the stuff in. And then he bought pizzas for everybody. Had pizzas and cokes out in his driveway. It was great. Nice. Well, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. All right. Good for you. All right, well Bill. What do you got? Nice all right, work. I got. I kept it pretty simple tonight because I know Joey. He gets upset with me when I get you know, too many details and all that. <laughs> like six different sports? No, yes. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. All right. Here's number one. All right. Uh, when I was in high school, I went to a solo and ensemble adjudication at Penn State. And I played the Haydn. Go Nittany Lions. Go Nittany Lions. I played the Haydn. And um, in addition to some other comments about the way I played, 
one of the critiques was that I played the Haydn with a jazz influenced vibrato. <laughs> okay, I'm happy now. All right. <laughs> Next one. Jazz. Uh, God, yeah. I, hope, okay. I hope that's God, I hope that's true. <laughs> I have uh, a Bach B-flat trumpet that I, one of the horns that I got from my college, my undergraduate trumpet teacher, uh, bought it from him, and he bought it directly from Reynold Chilke. He bought a Bach, a Bach trumpet from Chilke. From Chilke. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, okay. I'm going to think, think about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. My head hurts. Right. And in number three, uh, number three is this. In high school, I primarily used two mouthpieces. I would go back and forth between these two mouthpieces. One was a Shilke 18, and the other was a Jet Tone T2B. <laughs> Those are my two mouthpieces. <laughs> a Shilke 18? Okay, that's it. Now it's question time? Yeah, and then a Jet Tone T2B. Yep, go. Yeah. All right, do you remember who the judge was? At Penn State. <laughs> I was just trying to think about that when you were, when I was saying this, because I thought, oh, you're going to ask me. And I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I want to say that it was O. Richard Bundy who was the uh, was the director of bands at that time. This would have been pretty early in his career, I think, there. I don't know how long he talked right, there, but so he was did, there for a long time. So long. did you still get a one on the solo? Uh, yeah, I think I got, like, you know, it was a, yeah, I got a good grade. It's a different grading system, but yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was favorable. Okay. But jazz influenced. Okay. What about a jazz influence vibrato? Brian, you got Hyphen, questions? Hyphenated. Well, so I'm curious about this Bach trumpet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who was who was your teacher? Uh, Bill Becker. From Dr. Bill William Becker. Dr. William Becker. Yep. And he bought it from Shilke. Yeah. He knew Shilke. And you still have this horn? Yes. So is this a New York Bach? Uh no, not in it's a Mount Vernon. Not a Mount Vernon. I would tell you if I had a Mount Vernon, it's just a run-of-the-mill Bach trumpet, and I don't know why he had it. You know, I think sometimes they do R and D on things, and he got it from Shilke. Hmm, I'm dubious. Yeah, that one's that one sounds weird to me. Shilke eighteen is way too big for you. Now. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> now it's too big for you. That's like a one. I play a one and a quarter. Yeah, but that a Shilke 18 is bigger than that. I don't think it is. I think it is, isn't it? I don't think it. I don't think so. I think a 16. I think, right. I think a 16 is like a 3C. I think an 18 is like a 1C. One, one, and a, one and a quarter. I think it's in the ballpark there. I don't think so. Wow. That seems too big. And use and that the, in the jazz band and the, and the, and jet, the jet tone, tone in the concert T2B? band? T2B? <laughs> Other way around, Brian, but <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. T2B. I I think that's called the Jetton T2B. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I don't I'm like that at all. Play. I don't like that at all. Mhm. I'm very dubious of the number 2. I I'm, This doesn't make sense. That's a long to way to go to get to Penn State from your place, isn't it? Your, where you no, that's up? where, where, that's where state. That's where state solo and ensemble would be. In the neck of the woods, it's in the great one four. Yeah, I think I'm very dubious of the Bach trumpet. Me too. Yeah. I'm not buying that. I think we would have heard that before too. I think we would have heard that story. Yeah. 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 So in high school, I definitely used a Shilke 18 and a Jetton T2B, <laughs> which was way too big for I you. Trying to too big for you. Trying to figure it out, and I nope. I didn't and failing. Know, and failing miserably. Um, and I definitely was accused of using a jazz influence vibrato. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I was yes. actually very... I need to look for that. I might still have the paper. Oh, I want to see that sheet. <laughs> because I was really proud of that. It was sort of like, it made me angry. But then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, damn right I did. Well earned. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening to the Al Hurt version. <laughs> I probably was. That's the thing. That's how I thought it was. I like the way I played it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it yeah. goes. Yeah. So, All right, God, boys. so, so we got you. The Bach well done. You got it. There you go. See? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm just Joey in the mix. Won. I know normally I, Joey won this. Normally That's I amazing. I win two truths and a lie, but yeah. Wow. Good for you, Joey. Well done. I'm feeling All right, good boys. Time for a couple things.
So as teachers, we have many roles. We stay informed, we design curricula, we implant, you know, we, we put plans in place. We foster the development of each and every student to be sure they become the best musician and trumpeter they can be. But here's the thing, we have more work to do. Like we have another important job that is crucial part to being a teacher, professor, mentor, guide, whatever. We must learn to become curators of information for our students to be sure that they have the information they need to be successful and continue to grow. So let's talk about what that means to us, like how we go about doing it and what are some of our go-to suggestions about trumpet, all sorts of trumpet stuff as we curate resources for our students. Yeah. Listen, when you enter a lot of other professions, if you become a teacher, usually part of being a teacher, a public school teacher at this point is continuing education. They're ensuring that when you're in your job, that every couple of years they want to see that you're still staying active and still growing. And because we have certainly seen people in uh, uh, that do what we do that think, well, this is what I did, which means that's the end. <laughs> so, and it, it can be pretty easy to just go, well, I know what I know, and that's what I'm going to tell my students, and I'm all the way done here. But if that were true, think of just from the music, from the horns, you know, the, this is the get yourself a Bach, a Bach 37 and a Bach 3C and an Arben's book, and that's all you're ever going to need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And there, and there are people that are still kind of teaching that way. Yeah. yeah. But since we started teaching, think about how, many, how much new stuff that we just think are part of the landscape now. Think about Shire's trumpets didn't exist when we started teaching. That's right. Picket mouthpieces did not exist when we started teaching. Right. Yeah. Right? That's Trump right. Core. You know, so this this kind of this kind of, the uh, well, even the national trumpet competition is relatively new in in the lore of trumpet. It's not since we started yeah. teaching, but still, no, when but still. we were growing up, there was no national trumpet competition. No, um, yeah, and this is the thing. There's so many more choices. Like it used to be that you could say that, right? Like, well, just go get a three C, and you know, you call Osmond Brass, and and you get a three C, especially if you wanted a, you know a twenty four or twenty four, like a one right. and a quarter twenty. You know, that this yeah. was just a thing. But now, like you're saying with Pickett, even just mouthpieces, for example. And I think in this process, it's important not just to say, go get this, but to have a discussion about why and then how. And go to the website and take the time to say, this is how you find it. This is why I'm making these decisions. Right. But for, for you. the teachers out there, like us, mm -hmm. you have to be you have to be two things. One, plugged in to the world. You have to be plugged into the real world of what's actually going on. If you're teaching, like take me, for example, I live in Bloomington, Indiana. It could be very easy for me to never leave Bloomington, Indiana. I could still teach my students. I could tell them this is what you have to go practice and go out and then never talk to anybody outside and never do anything outside and be completely closed off. And in that way, I would be terrible at serving my students in what's right. actually happening. So first, you have to be plugged into the real world. And second, you have to be curious. You have to be looking to see what is happening and what is what is new and what is growing. Otherwise, everything stays the same, stagnates, and dies, right? Yeah. Think about the new stuff that, that we are excited about on a very regular basis. Yeah, and it's you can obviously you can get on the internet and find all this stuff, but this is why you attend things like NTC and ITG and all that, because you get to see it firsthand. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you're there seeing what what people are developing new and trying the newest mutes and finding the latest books and all of those things. Uh, the new music stuff. There's a whole yeah. uh, a whole show of just new compositions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I it think is John, important. Isn't John playing on that this coming year? Our our good friend John Marciano. He's, I uh, think he's he might on be the, on the new works. Yeah, I think yeah. he might be. You got to well, find, we'll what, find anyway. out what those pieces are. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I have I have had students walk in. I think it was my first year here. One of my, my students said, so I'm working on this Awazen Sonata. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'd never I seen. no idea I'd what that is. You know that was premiered Oasis. at your school, right? What's that? It was premiered yeah. at your school. Right, but I, I, don't, I did not know the piece. With Eric and I had never seen it. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, let's take a look at that. And then that week, bought it, found recordings of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I, should, I, should, I should probably know this. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a piece that is just part of the landscape, which when we were growing up did not exist. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you've got to do those two things. But what you're talking about, uh, attending, getting out, being curious, and being plugged in, this is how we do it. Look at that, the 819 right on time. Right on time. <laughs> <laughs> it never disappoints.
<laughs> and oh I God, swear it's, so it's getting louder and it louder. Is. It's getting closer. Is your, has your it's office definitely moved? getting closer? Yeah, I feel like my office is drifting toward the track. Yes, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yeah, but so knowing this things, these things have become part of our responsibility to do that. And I think, again, I want to go back to this idea that you just can't write it down and assign it or give them a website. Like, I think it's worth taking the time to go there and show them how it works, right? And like, for example, I'll go back to pick it again. Go through the process. This is how you pick the cup. This is why we're getting this backboard. This is this. Is this. There's stuff there to be learned. Make it part of the process. Sometimes I think we think that's on the periphery and it's not part of what we're doing, but they need to know it. Oh, like it's, totally. And you've got to try know. everything. You know, yeah. when people say like, oh, have you? I've actually tried that. You know, when I go to these things, you know me in the exhibits. I mean, I like to go make, <laughs> I like to go make fun of, of stuff I find to be kind of silly. But research. I, I also have good, I have good relationships with, you know, I, I play the horns I play, but I have good relationships with lots of other people. You know, I remember walking past the Yamaha booth right after um, Bob and Wayne had like redone the, uh, the first ones, the uh, Chicago's. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it was like we started from the ground up. They're brand new, and I walked past Bob like right. Joe. Hey, come check this out. Tell me what you think. Right. And he knows I don't play Yamahas, and I'm like, cool. I came by and I tried them, played through them, and you know, it's like, oh, okay. So you've done this. Tell me what's going on. What have you done here? He goes, now try this. Hey, you got to boom, boom, boom. Try everything. Yeah. You know, for teachers sure. try everything and read everything. You got to you got to know what's out there. Hey, on that on that score, and this is more of a Bach question because I think Bach did this too, right? Didn't they have a Chicago and a Philly? Yes. Yes. Which one do you like better? I like the Philly. The Philly. The Chicago is a flamethrower. Flame <laughs> yeah, but that Philly. I, I have, like the Philly, I, too. I thought I that remember, was way better. I, I, now, we were doing a, uh, it was a Trauma Mundi tour, and I was on stage with a student who was about to play um, Rustiques. Yeah. And I think that was one of those trips where I did not need a C trumpet. I had like, you know, C piccolo, sure. uh, B flat, piccolo, bass, whatever, and flugel. And so... And sure enough, the student walked up and had a seat trumpet, and I leaned over, and JC goes, here, and handed me. This is when JC had just gotten that Philly, oh, right. and I never played it, never played a note on it, and I played and went, hey, this is, <laughs> what's going on there? This is, this is nice. You oh, I liked, I liked that yeah. Philly. I liked that yeah. Bach Philly. But yeah, you go by and, and absolutely try everything everybody's got. Right. You know, sure. And, and, you, and have to, even the you have to weed stuff. stuff. Yeah, you have to weed stuff out for your students because they will find the terrible stuff. Oh yeah, I've I've got a couple students right now. One in particular who's coming into me with eBay finds all the yeah. time. And actually, oh. Joey, I reached out to you about that. That was a yep. BNS flugelhorn for like six hundred bucks. Yeah, and yeah. I said you you should yeah. buy that. Yeah, because that it's actually totally was a good one. That's a yeah. good horn. Yeah, that's a good right. find. Yeah. yeah, but I think cultivating the idea that it's okay to go looking. Like, let's see what's out there. You oh, know? yeah. Go and, digging and try to figure it out. And this is where it gets hard for students. I mean, for us, you know, we can go try all this stuff out. Music is the harder one, I think. Equipment is stuff we can go try. When we go to NGC, yeah. when we go to mm -hmm. ITG, if you go to some MEAs, music educator conferences, you know, there's often times where you can really go around and get to try stuff. Music is harder. So, um, you know, finding good recordings and then just, which we've talked about on this podcast before, yeah. buy music. Even if you don't perform it, it's worth having. Then you can just take yeah. a look and go, okay, maybe not, but then I, and learn it, you know, go through the process. This is, I think, part of our job uh, as trumpet teachers is, is exactly what Brian's saying is we've got to weed this stuff down so we have good information for our students. Right. I've had students come and say, what do you think of these trumpets? And said, okay, listen, you know, I think there are probably more great trumpets being made right now than ever. That particular brand... I've never played one that I've liked. I can just tell you that. I'm not mm. saying that they're all bad, but I can tell you that I've played 12 of them and I've never played a good one. Okay, that's <laughs> good to know. Yep. Right? It's also good to know things like, like if I say to you guys, your students looking for a bargain piccolo, you steer them toward those and they come up with a little gets in a turn of piccolo with that lead pipe that slants down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, like you know, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's magic to find sure. one of those. Yeah. You know, it's sort of off brand, but because you've done your homework and you've been around and experienced those things, you know that you would steer someone to that horn or better yet, tell them to go online and find one. One of John's new grad students came by and I think John just said, go talk to Joey because I'm much more of a geek than he is. <laughs> he's looking for he's looking for some interesting horns. And one of the things he was looking for was maybe a C cornet. And I said, oh, really? yeah. oh, wow. like, for what? He goes, well, uh, you know, it might be and I might have some things. And I said, well, I'll tell you, you know, Shilke makes, I, I've played, yeah. every time I've seen him at a show, I've played it, it's just a great instrument. And he, great so, 
And he says, okay. And he says, all right. I may, uh, and so I get an email like two weeks later. What about the Getsons? And I said, that's a unicorn. Like, you know, yeah. you just don't Seriously. see those very yeah, often. You don't. And, but yep. I'll tell you, Getson cornets, you know, historically have been solid. These are, yes. these are absolutely solid instruments. I, I said, if you've got a good price on that, I think it's worth taking the risk. And a you week know, later, he shows up at my door and says, so check this out. And he's got a Getson C cornet that plays like wow. a dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I think for a while, Getson was doing the, so they took a lot of the Edwards information that artists were putting in about the cornets, you know, just and going, you know what? There's a whole bunch of these things that everyone is saying the same. Here's the Getson custom. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. This is the way it works. I think that's and right. I, the military bands are playing that Getson custom cornet and like love that thing. They're good horns. Yeah. yeah. They're really great. Very horns. solid. They can take a be beating too. Right, yeah, they're true. sturdy, right? They're it's like sturdy. the Getson the seven hundred series, their their entry level horn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tank. You don't even need a case. No Just throw them in the back of the car. Just no throw case. them in the trunk. It'll Just be fine. Tie a rope around it. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> well the other part is the valves. Getson valves, you oh, do yeah. not need to oil as much. They I just work. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had those for years till you guys started making fun of me and then it wasn't the vowels we were making fun of. It was Brian's vowels we were making fun of. We couldn't hear you over Brian's vowels. That's, that's what problem. it was. Yeah. Or over Brian in general. Yeah, we we yeah. finally got both of those things taken mm. care of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the point here is like you have to be informed, and because students are going to, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll tell them just wait till you get here. You know, do I need to see trumpet before I get there? No. Please, no. please wait. No. Yes. Yeah. Let me help you, you know, steer I mean, oh, you to the one, right of, thing. one of my freshmen who do, who showed up here, she does not have a C trumpet, said, okay, I've been looking, and I just saw this Bach Philly. It's funny. Right. We, just, we just said that. Yeah. What do you think? I'm like, what are we talking price here? And it looked like a really good price. She goes, you know, I know we've been looking. We look, I'm talking to my mom. Yeah. And I think we can swing it. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be, that's worth diving. Absolutely. So she, I might actually come back from break with mm -hmm. a, uh, with a C, which would be really cool. Right. Well, and I know too, like, you know, we have to be up on our brands and we have to know what's going on and all that. But, um, you know, again, look, Dylan, who's been so gracious and is sponsoring this season, essentially, you know, those guys know too. And if you're in the oh, process yeah. of steering students to horns, we've said many times, Jim, you could trust those guys. They've played the stuff. They well, know what they have. Not only that. And they have ears. If you go to the shop oh, yeah, and play like for they them, know. they have they're ears. Not, they they're not going to steer you wrong. Also, that you could talk oh, yeah. to repair people. Because repair people know what stuff breaks and what stuff is harder to work on. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, I like mean, they'll know if something has notoriously bad valve guides. Mm -hmm. Like this brand, those valve guides are going to go. Yeah, or these things come in, you know, like those horns that we're selling out of, like you know, Walmart or, or, or Sears catalog, uh, you know, like yeah, for 150 yeah, yeah. bucks. And you know, one of my favorite repair guys, Brent up in Lafayette, said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." They work fine until they break, and then they're not worth fixing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, then it's going to cost you more. Than they're essentially you know, yeah. disposable horns. Yeah, what you've bought is a trumpet-shaped object. Yeah. <laughs> and if it works for a couple of weeks, and it might, mm -hmm. you know, then, then you're then okay. But the first thing that goes cool. wrong with it, that horn is trash. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like buying a car made out of paper. You know. Yeah, oof. Yeah. Yeah. So the instrument thing, we know that, and this is kind of an obvious one, and uh, you know, because we kind of know our brands and we're affiliated with companies, and we know how to steer students toward certain things. And of course, just a reminder that uh, the episode that we that actually dropped today was mutes. I think we covered that, right? Yeah. Curating yeah. a mute collection. I think we've got we kind of got under the, under control. Where do you guys send students to get sheet music and to buy their solos and books? Uh, I'm sorry, Brian, did I interrupt you? Go ahead. No, you didn't interrupt at all. Oh, uh, I like Hickey's uh, online. They've got a great catalog online. Um, it's pretty fast. And they're mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, usually mm -hmm. they're shipping quickly. Uh, but the interesting part now is so many people are self-publishing and putting their stuff out. They're yeah, just they getting are. Them straight from the uh, place. Now, Bill, if I were looking for like an etude book that had, for example, I don't know, for example, maybe just a couple of dozen or, or, or more uh, studies know, 26 for example <laughs> like where where could i get one, where could i get one of those see that you could just go right to my website and now, which is www.williamstoneman.com now hold on and you can just order from there that sounds He's great curated I, I don't want to pay for shipping book i don't want to pay for, for shipping students. oh that's okay you know what i'll take care shipping is free okay all right it so is man 
But this is true of so many other places. Yeah. Like right. if you, if you, you yeah. know, composers uh, are putting their uh, their own stuff out and order it directly from them. And here is the thing: buy music. We've been over this before, right? You have to buy instruments and you have to buy mutes. You mm -hmm. should buy music. Lots of times we'll be like, oh, it's okay. I've got this. I've got that. And listen. If you have digital copies of the Arvin's book and the Clark book, that's fine. Those men have been dead for a long time, and, and I've, I'm, those things are public domain at this point. So knock yourselves out. But for newer mm -hmm. stuff, buy yeah. music. And you know, support I mean, people. Yeah, support, support the people that are industry. actually putting it out there. Yeah, agreed. I like Hickey's, too. I think it's fast. Yep. Right? It's a, it's a great catalog, and, and off you go. Um, go back to that. And the self-publishing thing is it's cool. I think it's great to get it right from the right from the source. And since sure. you brought that up, since you gave me such a nice shameless plug there, um, Bass Clef book is just about ready to go to print. Oh. oh. I should have some preliminary stuff in the graphic designer here in the next couple of days. Ooh. Wow. And off we go. Nice. Yeah. I just have to learn how to read Bass Clef. I know. <laughs> well, that's why you buy the Rose Shoe book and Bass Clef. <laughs> Come on. There's not a Trouble Clef version, is there? Uh, yes. What? Yeah, there is Rochelle? actually. Oh, of course, there is. Yeah, because I remember Keith don't goes. Buy that. You need to get this book and don't buy the Treble Clef book. Get this one. Ed, Ed Cord was the same way. <laughs> like I didn't know the Treble Clef one existed. The first yeah. time one of Ed's students came in, it's like, well, I'm playing this. I said, why is this in bass clef? Oh, Mr. Cord makes us get these in bass clef. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the way you should do that. Yeah. That means you're doing it right. I just make everybody transpose. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this. We all have this stuff. In fact, I think I made a joke of it last week or used it's like something in your case that should be thrown away. Yeah. But, you know, I carry this little, I call it a possibles bag, right, in my trumpet case that has all the stuff I might possibly need. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you have in there and where do you go to get that stuff? And like, what are you keeping in there and what are you having your students keep in there? I mean, we know where to go to get it. Because if you Dillon's. use the promo code Bell5, yeah, Dylan's. Just go to Dylan's. You're getting all of it for. They are going to have off. all of that. They're going to have all that stuff. You're going to need. Yeah, they'll have it. Stuff. But what are you carrying in there? Um, if I'm just going out, if I'm just going out for a gig, I've just got absolute basics. I've got valve oil. I've got slide grease. I've got a pencil, and I've got a rag. And that's mm. pretty and much that's it. Probably, that's probably it. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I also add to that a swab. I have a lead pipe swab. So I do mm. the lead pipe in. And two I don't want. Like, I don't want to know what's yeah, in there. I want to know, and I do it. <laughs> uh, you know, every day, know. and I make them myself, and I sell them to my students for three bucks and every take, day. You swap your I lead swap, pipe every day. Yeah, every day no, or two. That's yeah. wow. That's and amazing. I do the. Um, I should do that. You put I take the, oil the money down there. No, I oh. put. I take the money and I and I put it towards uh, music for the studio. So we have a growing collection of solos and etude books and stuff. Wow. Well, that seems awfully nice thing to do no well now i will tell you what if i'm going to camps or i'm going to teach somewhere and do clinics mm -hmm. then also in that same bag goes mouthpiece puller mouthpiece <laughs> chewing tool yep right and wow. uh and snake mouthpiece brush yep. and like a cleaning a full cleaning kit see i have a, i have a bag That's in my amazing. case i keep that in there all the time oh okay so puller? because yeah because i never know when i'm gonna get somewhere like i'm in a festival or something and someone's got an issue I've got the mouthpiece chewing tool, um, the, the snake, which I mentioned, but then I've got the heavy tuning slide grease, the lighter slide grease, the valve sure. oil, yep. mouthpiece brush. I keep, I just, it's all in one place all the time. Oh, Never look back. Yeah. I only keep that what, for longer trips. That's a separate What kind bag. of puller did you guys use? Bobcat. Oh, the Bobcat. The Bobcat. Is there yeah. another, I know there's another kind, but I'm saying, I don't understand the question. No. I use the old time version because I love to watch students who've stuck their mouthpiece have to struggle with it. <laughs> no. I video no. it. It's awesome. Video <laughs> yeah. I video it and send it to other people in the studio. And then he gets it monetized and uses the money to buy music for the studio. <laughs> and I do that too. <laughs> nice. No, no, no. The yeah, Bobcat's the only way to go. Yeah, the Bobcat's but you need that stuff. And, and then <clears throat> even broader than that, I regularly have students say, hey, I'm thinking about cases, thinking about equipment, right? And this gets us, you know, we've kind of talked. There's stuff I like, but that doesn't mean that's the only stuff people should get. You know, like I, you know, I like the Messina bags and, you know, they do different colors and they're handy and stuff. And one of my students came in and said, I'm not sure I was really looking at the guard bags. I'm like, oh, yeah, guard bags are dynamite. Yeah, guard you know, bags are great. And look at this. Just because I, I have a, you know, I have a couple of guard bags as well. They're like, oh, yeah, right. I've got a little bit of everything. You know, there's uh, how much protection are you looking for? Because you look at the Altieri bags, no protection, but really small. Really right. small. Yep. Uh, all the way up to and the Marcus Bono, well, which are really bulky, but lots of yeah. protection. And you have to, are you going to fly with it? Does yeah. that? 
Like, you know, sure. you're, you're going to need to know that. I've got the guard bags, I think, are awesome. I've kind of just mm-hmm. shifted to just recommending those all the time just because I've had such good luck. I mean, we travel with six horns each yep. and yep. carrying them on and not really getting nabbed for doing that. I mean, yep. it's, that's pretty amazing. Helpful. I use you the ProTech um, zip case for it's a triple. Yep. It's oh, a that's yours roller. with the wheels on it. Yeah, yeah, just a little roller. So one on the back and one as a roller. Yeah. Right. And I think it's great, Brian, that you don't care about what people think when you're pulling that through an airport. I think that's no, really it's totally fine. I think that's really great of you. You know, I be, basically don't care what you, people you know, think you, at all. That you're that comfortable with yourself that you would pull that case like that. I think I that's you drive awesome. a beige Corolla. You do drive a beige Corolla. Yes, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't bother you. Trust me. That's way worse than that trumpet case. The Wonder Woman of trumpet players, the invisible <laughs> <Yeah>. car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that. That's so good. Um, hey, last thing, I, I wanted to be sure we get to this, and then and then we can wrap this. But uh, what what kind of apps are you guys using? And because I, I think this is part of what we do now too, right? Because I think there's a lot of really helpful things out there. Are you what metronome are you using? Let's just throw some of this stuff out there. Okay, so the, uh, for well. On my phone, I keep the TE tuner, you know, the tonal energy. Yeah, tonal energy. Tonal energy that's and I think that's call. a great one for, for metronome, for drones, for tuning, everything, right? Yep. But it's not my go-to uh, metronome I use on my iPad. I like, I yeah, I like tempo. Tempo. Tempo is my go-to use, metronome. That's my, that's my go-to metronome, yeah, like every day on that. Be. But I, if I'm looking for a, if I'm looking for a tempo and I'm looking for a, a, a tone, or I'm looking for something, I open that TE thing and bang, bang, bang. It's right, it's right there. It, it is all right there. It's very handy. So it's a lot of two, information. Those are the two that I use. Those are both great. Every Do day. You, um, and Jason has an app out that's kind of complicated to use, but it's Doctor Drone, mm-hmm. and it does the randomized. Metronome. That's right. The oh, randomized yeah, metronome cool. is genius. But it also does the randomized drone. So oh. you can play your tune and the drone will come in and out. Are you still centered? Oh, nope. Now you're not centered anymore. It's very helpful. Very cool. And that, which huh. the tonal energy doesn't do, but the tonal energy does do the randomized metronome. Mm-hmm. It also does the, I don't know whether you guys have used it, it does the automatic tempo incre- increments. No. I haven't, so we no. Do, I haven't done that. I don't it's done awesome. That either. So we do a um, in the morning on Tuesdays and Fridays. We do Pete Bond's articulation study. He probably doesn't even remember he wrote it, but it's um, it's eighth notes. <laughs> wow! It's eighth notes and then it's triplets and then it's sixteenths. Sure. And it starts out at quarter note equals eighty. We just mm-hmm. part low C, go down to you go up by four clicks and it goes down to low F sharp and it starts on C sharp and goes up to tuning note C. It's got a little arpeggiation thing, and we figured out that we, some of the students and I figured out that if you, um, you can preset the, the metronome, the hmm. app to automatically increase after a certain number of bars. Oh, right. So it's 13 measures, which means we have one measure off between, and it clicks right. up four and then we go up back in. And it's about, I don't know. It's nearly, it's, I think it's about 10 minutes. If we do the short version about 10 minutes of playing, hmm. um, and it just does it automatically for us. Right. It doesn't do the automatic. And then it would also randomize the beats, mm. which is really cool um, and does all the subdivisions. That's but cool. it doesn't do the randomized um, drone, which Jason's does. We'll do the yeah. randomized drone. Cool. Uh, I also have, I use uh, Scale Master. That's one of oh, my yes, favorite drone yeah. apps. I love that app. Um, and write that down. this one is not an app to play along with, but it's a great ear training app called Intune. Oh, I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, that one is crazy because it it starts out. It gives you two pitches, and you get to you get to pick you know which one is higher in pitch or lower. You know, the That's second ear, one is it sharp or flat, yep. and it gets dialed into like really not many cents at all. Right. And you can, but it, the more you use it, the more it the more it kind of helps. Which I, I again, it's a good thing to do helpful. away from the horn. And if you guys aren't familiar with Harmony Cloud, uh, Stefan no. Harris. Jazz vibes. You've talked about that before. Yeah, that yeah. that's just a great app to keep on your radar. It really is. It's a good one. If, if you need mixed meter stuff, it's um, what is that one? Polynome. Oh, I don't know that one. If you need mi- real mixed meter stuff, right? Yeah. Polynome. No, I just... And then the one I use all the time. Um, you guys won't be surprised. Is the decibel meter. <laughs> <laughs> you seeing? You seeing if you can pin it? I, <laughs> yeah. I no doubt that you do use that. Yeah. It's funny, right, to think back when we were in school to have a have your teacher talk to you about apps. 
be like, right. Right. I love apps. Yeah, I'm, I'm some, hungry by the time I get there. With that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some cheese fries or something. Exactly. Yeah. Tots. Oh. Tater tots. tots at the Gap, Brian. Oh, am I right? Always, always a great call. <laughs> tots always are always. Tots make everything. Tater tots just make anything better. We sent you a picture from our from our. Oh, I'm so we got, you guys. got done with the. Yeah. Right in the Gap. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Need some That's tots. Cool. Yeah. All right, boys. Time for no offense. If look, if you're not playing the Haydn with a jazz influence vibrato, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. He liked the way he played it. He was so. Proud. I did like the way I played it. That's awesome. I thought it was great. It needed some updating, and he was the yeah. one to do it. I was one to do it. Imagine exactly me there on right. my Bach trumpet that was formerly owned by Reynolds Shilkey on my Shilkey eighteen. Where my T two B hiding on the T Jetone T two B. Somebody that's has done that. Hear. Why did I do that, way, man? That's the only way you can get that high E flat. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm trying to remember if I, I, th- I don't remember if I did the whole thing or if I might have just done the second movement. Oh, no, that's not okay. Yeah. You started way back then? Wait. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think it was pretty early on. I was like, yeah, there's like, you know, so there's no need for these outer movements. No. <laughs> Let's just play the Why pretty stuff. Why is everybody so the hung up on all the, the fast, tonguey stuff? I know. <laughs> Figured that out early. Right. Be yeah. Done, be done with that right away. <laughs> yep. Totally. Excellent. Yep. All right, boys. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. Right? Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and make good choices. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. <laughs>